Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You're listening to Press This, a WordPress community podcast on WMR. Each week we spotlight members of the WordPress community, and I'm your host, Doc Pop. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine and my contributions over on torquemag.io. You can subscribe to Press This on Red Circle, iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting apps. You can also download the episodes directly from WMR.fm. On this episode, we are joined by Ryan Single, a former writer and editor at Wired, and now the founder of Contextly and Outposts. Ryan, I am super excited to have you on here. I've always enjoyed our conversations in the past. Let's start off. Why don't you just tell me your WordPress origin story? Thanks, Doc. So yeah, WordPress origin story. When I was at Wired, I played around on my own to sort of set up my own site. And that started with movable type back in the day. And Wired was on some terrible internal CMS. And we lobbied really hard at Wired to move that over to WordPress. And so I think about halfway through my tenure there, we moved over. Uh, I spent about five, six years at Wired working with WordPress as our main CMS for publishing the entire site. So got to be very familiar with what needed to be done to make things look good and to push out content at scale. We're often writing five, six blog posts in my section a day and you know, having to figure out how to make that work with lots of different people touching it and so forth, and then got frustrated. So one of the things we would always do at Wired was link back to our original coverage of a story. So you know, if we're writing about WikiLeaks or Chelsea Manning or you know, the NSA, we'd written a bunch before. So we wanted to make sure when somebody read a story, they had an easy way to get back to it. And that was not a part of the WordPress core. So we had to do a, you know, a lot of editorial grunt work, just searching Google and clicking through to get past the redirects and copying the URLs. And I got frustrated with that and figured that should be something that was smarter and easier. And that led me to found contextually and I, I left Wired to make recommendations for readers on WordPress smarter. 
It seems like a lot of influence came out of Wired. I mean, obviously journalistically, but we also have Jake Spurlock, who's a core contributor and very active. And I met him visiting the Wired offices and talking about WordPress with him a long time ago. So that there always has kind of been this relationship with Wired. I don't think they're on WordPress anymore, although they might be, but it's just kind of interesting to see their history and the WordPress timeline like that. Jake is great. And he came on, uh, I think a year or so after we moved over to WordPress. So the Condé Nast Wired story is a very convoluted one, but essentially we had, you know, getting Wired to run on WordPress. It was the first of the Condé Nast sites. So Wired is owned by the same company that owns like the New Yorker and Vanity Fair, et cetera. And we essentially had an internal writer rebellion because Wired was really at the time, the like the only sort of daily production. And so we had this terrible CMS that was built for magazines. There was so much editorial work that had to go into and sort of just grunt work to get something published. And this was in the early days of the blogging revolution, the tech crunch of the world show up and, you know, the need to sort of publish stories quickly and we were just dying so we essentially had a rebellion that brought wordpress and we got Condé Nast to allow us to bust out of their system and move over to wordpress eventually it proved to be so useful that all of the other wordpress moved to like almost all of the other sites and then Condé Nast has since done what many large companies do which is built their own cms which is something I never recommend, but I'm not there anymore. I think they are largely off of WordPress now and onto something homegrown, but it ran on WordPress for, I don't know, a good 10 plus years. And it was one of the, there was that moment when WordPress broke out of just being the sort of run a small blog or power a small businesses site to being like sort of a big tech tool and, you know, saw the rise of WordPress professional services and the New York Post and so forth were running on it. It was fun to be there during that time when watching WordPress be pushed into service as a a really professional publishing platform. Absolutely. And it was during your time there that you got the idea for what became Contextly. What does Contextly, which is a WordPress plugin that I use all the time, what does Contextly do for WordPress sites? Yeah. So uh, I think, you know, I would start with what the kind of the architecture is, is. So what we do is we help readers of your posts find other good things to read on your site. So the core example, somebody gets to the bottom of your story, they just read your post, and then you want to present them with relevant or interesting options for more things to read from your site. So everything we do is either from your own site or from sister sites that you sort of tell us to include in the recommendations. So architecturally, what we do differently than most related post plugins is we connect, everything we do is like computed in the cloud. So instead of using your WordPress database, we sort of do all the computations outside of your your database, have the intelligence live outside of WordPress and compute either related using multiple sets of algorithms, et cetera, figure out which of your stories are popular and which of your stories are what we call evergreen. So essentially your oldies, but goodies and automatically compute those for you and let you show those off. And then also just because I come out of the editorial world, there are times when an author knows better than an algorithm what's the best related recommendation for a given post. So we make it easy for you if you want to to choose what related, you know, what related posts show up at the bottom or in the body of your story. The way I use it on my site, I spend a lot of time writing these articles and not all of them go viral. Most don't, right? Yeah. But you still do a lot of work on them and they're still maybe relevant in the future. 
And so if a post does happen to get traffic and it's a first time visitor and they enjoyed that post about weird jazz instruments or something, right? They can see at the bottom, the contextually suggestions and there's different ways that I can show them things. I can either say, just, just like contextually pick, or I can kind of like add my YouTube channel, I think was one of the things you could do. You can kind of add yep. things and kind of have it added in there. I, I might be wrong on that, but like there's all this customization that I can do. And hopefully people, if they like that one article, they're just going to continue on over to another article. And then my favorite feature is the contextually email. It sounds like I'm doing an ad for you, but like the emails that I get every day, that's like, you had this many visitors and here's what they visited. Obviously Google analytics and things like that have that, but there's just something really nice about that contextually email that I get that shows me here's, you know, the article that's doing really well for some reason today. And I can kind of find out why if I dig down and then here's how many people clicked from that article to another article. So here's another article that might be doing better than usual. That's a cool feature. Yeah. When we first started off, we were doing cool stuff, you know, thing, but we needed to sort of prove to people, you know, how well it's working. Right. And I think the credit for this goes to my co-founder, Ben. We decided to just start with reports rather than building a dashboard. So, you know, almost every other service, like, you know, you sign up for it, they're like, oh, you can check the dashboard. And it was like, just coming from the like the writer world is like there's like five dashboards they have to check every day. And we're like, no, we're just gonna send people a report, right? That just like tells them up the top the sort of the basics and then like lets them dive more in. And just honestly, when we were first doing sales to big companies, you know, they would always just, you know, the first question, you know, well, not the first question, but we, you know, get them past the features and they'd be like, oh, so then you have a dashboard. And we're like, no, we don't have a dashboard, but we send you reports. And then there's kind of this sigh, like, oh, no. And then as soon as they start getting reports, nobody ever asked us for a dashboard again because everybody already had enough dashboards. And they like the daily reports that give them not just a sense of like how contextually is doing, but just a nice general overview of what's happening on their site. Absolutely. And, you know, I think that's a, a great spot for us to take a quick pause. And when we come back, we're going to talk with Ryan Single of Contextly and Outpost about Contextly and what it can do for WordPress. So stay tuned. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Well, you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? 
Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome back to Press This, a WordPress community podcast. I'm your host, Doc Pop, joined by Ryan Single from Contextly, a plugin that helps keep visitors stuck to your site longer. Ryan, we talked about like my favorite feature, which is you know the emails that I get. Can you tell us about some of the advanced features that Contextly has? Because I know that what I mentioned was pretty early on. I feel like y'all have done a lot of work since then that I just I might not be using as much. Yeah, so uh, we have a couple other things we kind of we kind of built. So one, we wanted for sites that have a wider range of content, make it an easy way for readers to just subscribe to a topic, right? So you know, if you were interested in Mac Minis, and if you're reading, say, Cult of Mac, then if you're reading a Mac Mini story, there's an ability to sort of just let me follow that topic, and then we automate the emails that go out. And so when there's, this essentially works like a notification service. So you know, when there's a new story about Mac Minis, we'll send the reader a nice, nicely formatted email that has the new story, and then we'll include down below, you know, either related or new or popular stories to sort of do that. And so that creates kind of a a distribution channel for your readers who care the most without you having to do any additional work. We think of it as a complement to most sites that do a newsletter, but it's just a sort of an additional way for getting your best readers to know when you've got stuff, right? We also built a way you can do that for particular writers. So if you wanted to follow a writer and get notified when they do that. And then we're just about on sort of on the algorithm-ish side. So we built some tools where the recommendations work in layers. So we look at different things, right? So we look at the author, we look at the tags, we look at the categories, we look at the body of posts, we look at the age of a post, etc. And we built a nice little uh, graphic equalizer in our uh, back end where you can literally sort of change how the related works. And then over on the side, you can start to change in an algorithm what actually do for your site. Um, so you kind of pick a story, kick up the base and see what happens for the recommendations for a given post is. And so we're just about to add a new feature that essentially is a way to tune the related algorithm. So if you've just written a new post about Mac minis, there may be a post from, you know, five years ago about Mac minis and that version is maybe not interesting anymore. So what we'll be doing is, is a way to sort of look at the older posts. And even if they are very related, if we think that post is sort of past its deadline and then it's close to its end of life in terms of reader interest, it gets dropped down in the relevance rankings. But we don't do that for all stories. We don't want to just say like anything old no longer is interesting, right? There are definitely posts people have that are evergreen that are still generating interest years after they've been published. And so what this does is try to figure out the difference between those things that are old and still relevant and things that are old and no longer interesting. But we'll be rolling that out soon. And that'll be, you know, and then it will add in there as another slider that, that sites can use to tune their own related recommendations. So if I wrote an article about Twitter launching a brand new API that will 
help developers everywhere, the uh, algorithm will be like, that's kind of out of date. That's maybe not going to age so well. So that that's cool. Are you are you using <laughs> no Twitter API has ever <laughs> ever aged well? <laughs> are you um you, we're talking about algorithms here? Are you all using any of the kind of modern AI to help with these decisions? So we've been doing a bunch of you know machine learning for a long time. So you know my co-founder Ben uh, is a longtime data scientist. Uh, there's some fun stuff bubbling up that we're going to start playing with that I think you can do some cool stuff around AI to increase the quality of just kind of your, you know, your, your usual recommendations that I'm pretty excited about. I think that'd be really cool. I think there's going to be some other fun stuff around AI that will be interesting. One of the things I've been watching using AI as a way to kind of create a sort of question and answer semantic search on your site. So essentially being able to ask on doc pop site, like what's the, you know, who's the coolest glitch artist and uh, being able to have that system, that AI look just at your stuff, right. And create what it thinks is the best answer. You know, it's the, the one problem with AI though, is that it often makes stuff up when it doesn't know the answer. So that's kind of an unsolved problem, which is AI likes to pretend it's authoritative. You know, we all know that person at a party that just spouts off and you know, way better than they do. So uh, I'm interested in that, you know, because I, but I, because I think there's enough places that are smaller on the web that, you know, uh, instead of AI trying to answer, you know, every question and replace Google is, can it make kind of an interesting search on smaller domains? Do, do you all have a search feature, um, like a a search widget in we WordPress? We don't. I mean, so the thing is, like, with our back end. You know, we know enough about the content. We could deliver a search feature, and maybe that's something we should do. Um, uh, so, you know, just adding a, a smart full text search. Um, uh, honestly, no one's ever asked us for it, so we've never done it. But um, I don't know. Maybe we should. Uh, if we're if we're taking feature requests now, you know, just when you were talking about AI, yep. I boy, uh, I think some people would hate this idea. I'm just going to say it. Uh, what if when it's showing my list of articles after, you know, a relevant article, uh, my, my list of relevant other articles, um, what if Contextly tried rewriting some of those using AI, like just like experimented with other titles and let me know like, hey, this is performing better if you change the name or anything like that. Is there is there anything possible with that? Yeah, so I think there's some fun stuff around that. So there's a AI writer I've been playing with called Lex, L-E-X. It's brought by, built by the folks that made a newsletter subscription site called Every.2. You can sign up and play with it for free. I think there's a little bit of a waiting list, but it has some really nice tools around suggesting titles and, you know, the sort of usual, like, you know, write in a paragraph and then ask it to write the next paragraph or two for you. Uh, Robin Sloan is a fiction writer, has been playing with AI for a really long time and has used it. And, you know, I think what like, a lot of writers have found is that it's useful in order to like find some maybe interesting new paths or sometimes it comes up with some clever new language. Um, but really like with AI, you're going to have to rewrite stuff pretty hardcore, you know, and I think uh, because AI will, and this is the, you know, the, the problem with AI is like, it will act authoritative even when it's not. I don't know if you saw the story, CNET tried writing, you know, 60 something articles for kind of the SEO-ish style how-tos or explainers. 
uh, and they got fact checked and they were just wrong in many, many places, right? That, you know, getting the formula for how compound interest works wrong, but it just like, it acts like it knows. So that's my one concern is I think what will continue to stand out with AI is we're going to see a lot of generated AI stuff all over the place, right? There's just too much incentive to spam Google. What's going to stand out is people who are authoritative. Uh, and so I'm interested in the ways that uh, we can help make things authoritative rather than, uh, and then have AI help that than uh, doing too much with AI, like sort of helping you write more articles than you probably should. Yeah, they say AI is 100% confident and 75% correct. And, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's a good spot for us to take another quick break. And when we come back, we're going to wrap up our conversation with Ryan Single from Contextly. And I'm 100% confident that you're going to enjoy the ending of this episode. So <laughs> stay tuned. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to Press This, a WordPress community podcast. I'm your host, Doc Pop, joined by Ryan Single, the founder of Contextly and Outpost. Ryan, I wanted to ask you, since we're talking about stickiness on sites and keeping you know, folks who landed on your site, keeping them there, have you learned anything while you were doing this that kind of like you've applied to your writing? Is there any lessons you've learned from Contextly that help you keep people on your site longer? Yeah. So I think we, like we have, so, you know, we have found that it is not always true that short articles do better than long articles. There used to be a sense that, you know, you had to have a ton of volume. So you had a lot of posts, but the posts would kind of be short. Uh, and that definitely is a strategy that works if you keep it up. You know, if you publish 10, 15 blog posts a day, you're going to get some search traffic and people find you. But we find the things that people tend to click related and links on often tend to be longer stories. So even though it takes them longer to get to our recommendation modules, they're more likely to do that on posts that are thorough or interesting or new or a scoop or something like that. So that's one of the things that we do in the reports is like, here's the percentage of store people that got so far into your story and here's the percentage of people that clicked on related links so uh what i took from that i i you know i like which is you know people like things that you know uh well we we all like the sort of uh cheap content right or the, the filler things or the 10 most interesting you know celebrities of 2022 those stories don't keep people around it's like they don't tend to click to another story what does keep people around is you know a deep interesting story about something 
And then I guess the other thing, you know, we've learned and seen a lot about is that I don't think people think enough about what the end of their story looks like, right? And what I mean by that is when somebody reads a post on your site and they get to the bottom, they've come to sort of a moment of inattention and they sort of are in, indecision. Uh, and they have to like decide, am I going to go share this article? Do I email it to somebody? Do I go back and do my actual work? Do I go to Facebook or TikTok? So they're at this like nice moment. And then oftentimes people then show the reader's bio at the end of the post, which is the least interesting thing that, you know, it doesn't give people a choice. Nobody really wants to read the reader bio. When looking at your site and you get to the bottom of the article, like put yourself in the mindset of somebody who is trying to decide what to do next. And so the, what we've found, you know, the closer you have good related recommendations perform better than any other form of recommendation. Get good related recommendations close to the end of the story, make it clear that they're related, right? And don't say you might like, that sounds like it's gonna be some terrible recommendation system. Just make it clear it's related. And we think you should do multiple sets of recommendations, but that that one core thing, and then just move the author bio either, you know, to a link from the top or underneath all of that. If people want to comment, they know that where the comments are, they just got to scroll down. So uh, that, that would be my one piece of sort of most actionable advice for somebody, even if they're not using us, which is just get your recommendations as close to the end of the article as possible. I want to give you one more shout out here for Outpost, which is also doing great stuff. Can you tell us real quickly, how would you describe Outpost? Yeah, Outpost is sort of power business tools for newsletter and subscription first sites using Ghost. So I kind of think of Ghost as, you know, and WordPress will be mad about this because they're trying to move into the space, but Ghost is sort of the newsletter, the sort of WordPress of the newsletter space. You know, they're open source. So what we do is help those sites build their audience. So with tools like a easy to use tip button and a set of like autoresponders that are smart. So somebody signs up for your free site, we'll set up a, a, a drip system that sort of tell, lets, lets the site tell people what they're about and send them links to their previous best stuff and then send them, you know, sets of different offers to sign up for a paid subscription. So the goal there with Outpost is just to help publishers that are, you know, kind of who have moved into that newsletter subscription sort of space, convert more free readers, get more free readers and sort of build their business without having to do a ton of work. And, and on that, Ryan, what is the best way for folks to follow what you're doing these days? Yeah, um, so um, I used to say Twitter, um, but I've largely moved off Twitter for the, for the Fediverse. Um, so if they're interested in me, find me on the Fediverse. There I'm Ryan Single, R-Y-A-N. S-I-N-G-E-L at writing.exchange. Um, mm -hmm. Or you can check out Contextually is still on Twitter and Outpost is also still on Twitter or they can check us out at outpost.pub. Well, thanks for joining me, Ryan. And thanks to the folks who listened to this episode. I hope you had a great time and enjoyed our conversation. This has been Press This, a WordPress community podcast on WMR. You can follow my adventures on torquemag.io, where we post these episodes, as well as our weekly live stream video interviews. So again, that's torquemag.io. You can subscribe to Press This on Red Circle, iTunes, Spotify, or download at wmr.fm. I'm your host, Doc Pop. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love spotlighting members of the community every week on Press This.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.